This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, what the fuck is demisexuality and is it queer or what? Then how to recover from getting played at work, give Miss Major her coins, and are you woke for pay or do you really listen to black women? It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Oh my God, yeah, we was on a whole break. What's up? Nothing, what's up? How are you? I feel good. I'm I excited feel, to be back and shit, yo. I feel good too. I feel really rested. This is a real restful that's week good. for me. That's good. Yeah. That's it good. Was. I didn't have to work the day job. Nice. Um, for the whole week. And then we didn't do this. So I got to like lay around and be high and shit. That's it was dope. good. I enjoyed it. That is dope. That How was your dope. break? It was good. It was like happy summer stuff. Mm-hmm. I did rest. Like I got a full night's sleep, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I would say I feel like rested. Like I could use like a vacation. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I was like busy still. I think you but like being busy. Why? Because you're like always on the go. Mm. And like okay with like planning more than one thing in one day which is like so foreign to me uh, that's funny <laughs> that's funny i don't know i don't know about that but and anyway mm-hmm. but i'm i'm having a fucking dope ass summer so that's good yeah that is a good thing that but i would good. i would i look forward to more rest because i didn't i didn't feel like i had like a week of like rest per se you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but it was dope to like take a take a little step away from this even though it was just one um one week so yeah anyway welcome, welcome to, to tea with queen, queen and jay we, we are two, two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time i'm queen i'm jay and this is tea with queen and jay and my voice sounds super deep and sexy again today. Uh, it sounds deep to yeah. me too. Yeah, sometimes like that when I first wake sounds, up. I was about to say it sounds like wake up deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoy that. I enjoy that yeah. kind of deep. It feels good. So if you like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast, podcast, you can do so by using our hashtag hashtag TWQJ. We like when you use that on all the social media so we can retweet it, like it, love it, and all that other good shit. Also, use the hashtag Podin. That is a now listening hashtag that lets other people know that you are listening to Tea with Queen and Jade. That's right. Can you tell the folks what libations are? Libations are where we pour some for the homies, the people, places, and things that give us black ass joy, the ancestors, all that shit, all that shit. Anything you pour things for, this is where we do that. Mm. Um. So, Jay, yo, what's your libation? Well, we was gone. For again, it was just a week, but a it week. does feel like a mad long time. <laughs> it sound like an eternity. Shit, I don't know. Mad shit happened in that week. week, yo. Was it long? Mad shit happened in that week. Marsha's Plate was here. Our homies of Marsha's Plate podcast, yep. Diamond Z and Mia, they were here and they had their live show. Yeah, that was dope. Which was fucking dope um, in Brooklyn. And that was a really good time. We saw a lot of listeners. We yeah, saw, it we was did. A, like a little like little family reunion type shit yeah, or whatever. Was. So, yeah. So, I really, they did an amazing job. So, I was proud of them. And uh, I just had like a great time, like personally. Mm-hmm. I had really been looking forward to it. The whole Black Baddie Brigade was there. Yeah. We took our family photo. We that did. was really nice. I sat in the middle like a, like the matriarch that I'm not. What is wrong with you? 
I just sat down in the seat. I know you did, but <laughs> I was like, sat down. Shit. I did not look at that picture and think, look at Queen in the middle, the matriarch of, of this group. <laughs> I did not think that. In any I didn't way. think that until I think Diamond was like, Queen uh-huh. should not be sitting there. I should be sitting there because oh, I'm the oldest. It. That's funny. And then I just hit her with the O for Jeff when she's like, uh-huh. mm, you know, That's shrug. It is, it is what it is. Uh-huh. I just sat there. That's cute. All right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was dope. Libations, yeah. all of that. Definitely libations to them. Uh, Diamond damn near moved to New York for two weeks. Yo, so that she was did. fun. I got to see her a million times. She did. That was super dope. I was kind of happy that she got lost <laughs> because in New York, a the other times? time she was in New York, she was like, "Oh, this is easy. I'm getting mm. around," and I'm like, mm-hmm, "Okay, girl." Ah, that's funny. Go to New York, New York. Yeah. Tell me she was getting lost. I was like, see, told you. Yeah, she did stay lost, but it was like safe lost. Like she no, didn't course, get like not, dangerous not, lost. Not yeah. dangerous sundown yeah, yeah. town lost. No, no, that's true. <laughs> Regular but. ass lost. Mm-hmm. You could find my yeah. way home, look for the North Star lost. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was that was uh cool and fun to yeah. hear every five minutes. Oh, I got lost. I ended up all the way uptown. Okay. I'm petty, so I'm like, hey. You're very silly. So we went to me, um, Diamond, and Money of Queer Walk went to see Toni Morrison's documentary, The Pieces I Am, and that was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I always find it affirming as somebody who is um, like a non-academic, somebody who doesn't work in academia. I yeah. always find it affirming when things that we have learned and come to say as just black women existing in the world and engaging with society are end up being shit that like the women black women who came before us have already been said you know what i'm saying or b- already been experienced or whatever i don't know why we were doing this shit before it was written yeah you know what i yes, mean like yes, that's what yes, that is exactly doesn't have to be written down exactly. and and quantified and all of that shit for exactly. it to exist so i really appreciate that things that i have come into an understanding of naturally that doesn't mean that i have not like absorbed like these women's work or whatever in the past but like I didn't know that I didn't know that Bell Hooks was saying white capitalist patriarchy when we uh, when we started saying I like did, white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. I actually got that from her. That's okay that you got that from her. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that from her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's something, of course, that I have been aware that she has said since mm-hmm. we have been doing this podcast, but like it's not it's not something that I got from her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's something that I lived and experienced and was like, yo, this is like what that is. Or like when Toni Morrison was talking about like what what gays are you most concerned with? Who are yeah, you talking that, to? Who are you doing shit, your work yeah. for? Whatever. Like it, it didn't it never surprises me, but it's mm-hmm. just always affirming that like my work and what we do and what we talk about, even though it is inspired by like women and theory and shit that came before us, like some of it is just shit that like we've lived and experienced and we know because it's in us and it's who we are and it's our experience Mm -hmm. and shit like that. And so to see people who came before us say and affirm the things that I've been saying and affirming within myself is just like double like dope like a lot of what tony morrison was saying i'm like yo this is everything that we just fucking taught in that fucking um um, session that workshop that we did did. like that shit that we sat and we thought out for hours and put together and presented and shit i'm like yo this is like what this 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 is what we we did this is exactly what what we've been saying even before that session before that the session we did we've Mm -hmm. been saying this on this podcast right 
just because it's what yeah. our black asses felt. Yeah, so, so it yeah. was it was affirming to hear brilliant women, brilliant writers, brilliant scholars, just brilliant people in general. It's just like affirming to hear like us mimic their brilliance, them mimic our brilliance, like that type of shit. It's fucking dope. Makes me feel good and word, shit. Word. But anyway, but I brought it up though because go see that shit. Go yeah, see that movie. See I feel like a lot enough not enough people know that it exists. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't I don't know. Did you see a lot of ads and shit for that? I know about it because of the circle line men probably. Right. Yeah, like we, but I hadn't we know it's see it outside in the world. It was like I think Diamond told us dates. Mm-hmm. My friend Makiba told me times because this stuff we always want to do together, but we right. can't because we live in different states. Yeah. So it was like, bitch, you need to do this mm-hmm. because I can't do it. You know that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see it anywhere right. outside of my friend groups. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. right. So yeah. go see that. So that's that's mm-hmm. why I wanted to use that time and say go see that. I saw The Last Black Man in San Francisco. That was cool. Go and see that. I think the story I would call, I would say it's about like fucking black male intimacy, I would mm-hmm. say. That's what I got from it. And motherfucking like gentrification and then other like larger themes. Y'all could watch the trailer, but it's The Last Black Man in San Francisco. That is another quote unquote black film that I mm-hmm. think that y'all should see. I watched it. I thought it was interesting. Cool. But again, just like so everybody knows like that, like it's in the theater. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe yeah. that. So <laughs> go check that out. Also wanted to give a libation to rest. I did get a little bit of rest during this break. Mm-hmm. And oh, WinCon happened. Women in Comics Con. Yes. How uh, was that? It was super fun, yo. It was really, really cool. I think... This was my first time moderating a panel by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've like done that before or whatever, but it was really cool to like talk to a bunch of women about like journalism and like really ask them what the fuck I want. Like it ended up being a conversation. Like I didn't want the panel to be me asking a question and us like kind of talking to the audience like i wanted to make it like we were having a discussion that we like shit that we would want to ask each other and talk to each other about um just working in media and working in the space or whatever so i feel like we did that and it was a good time yo and i saw like some of our listeners came out and were there and supported so that was super duper Mm -hmm. cool and that's another thing i ran into janice is one of our listeners and she was saying that if she wasn't listening to our podcast she wouldn't have known that that was happening like in her borough like there's a con that she could bring her daughter to in her borough women in comics like Mm -hmm. so that made me feel good it also made me feel good. I just felt like I got a lot of affirm- affirmation in the past few weeks. Uh-huh. Listeners who came out to Marsha's Plate Live's show, like, oh, I started listening to them because I was listening to, to you guys. You, like, yeah, that, that, that type of energy, like, that's that's why we do this. That's why we say the names of shit that we like. That's why we say the names of, like, people and events and, and you know things that we like we say their names because we want to share them with people so just like when i see that someone is doing something that they would not have done if they didn't hear me mention it that's like oh wow that's like super cool and like i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. so so that made me happy but yeah it was a good time yo what are your libations um i just want to pour libations for ola of the free black women's library she's the reason why i was able to see um the tony morrison doc um she i don't know always has a hookup, a gang of tickets, for shit. Um, so I got to see that. Bam, 
because of Ola. Thanks to Ola. So I just want to pour some libations. Yay. Yes, yes, yes. Also, donate to the Free Black Women's Library. Yeah. You know? Give them yes. money. Do that. Give them mm-hmm. your money. I saw, I saw Roxanne Gay tweet about the library. I saw that too. I was like. Like, we already know the library is a big deal. But, but I saw that. I was like, wow, that's yes. dope. And I have seen, um, you know, they have a, they have t-shirts out with um, yeah, filler print yeah, right now. And there's some at the Schomburg. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. But like through Philip Prince. So I was just, I just, I don't know where I was, but I saw somebody in their shirt and I was like, yeah. I was just on the street and somebody was wearing this shirt. Because you know, a black woman yeah. got that money. Right? That's right. I was at BAM. Oh, okay. That's where I was. <laughs> I was at BAM. I was like, yeah. Wear that shirt. So yeah, so that was cool. I don't remember her name because I'm bad with names, but the woman who wants Well Read Black Girl, that whole book mm-hmm. club, she was moderating um, a little talk after. I didn't stay for the talk long, mm-hmm. but she had really good energy. Like, it was really? just, like, really bubbly, infectious, but, like, I got bubbly in a black girl way. Right. Um, and I was like, oh, I enjoy her. I had nice. never, like, seen her in person or anything, but I was mm-hmm. like, I enjoy this person. So I enjoy them, even though I'm horrible at remembering names. That's dope. They do book clubs and shit, like, yeah. in New York and stuff, Yeah, right? okay. yeah. Well, cool. black girl. Excellent. Yes, and she has a book out, so buy it. Yes. Yes. That's right. Okay. That's right. All right, Queen, tell us how and why people should donate to Tea with Queen and J podcast. So donate to Tea with Queen and J to help sustain this podcast, progress this podcast, and keep the lights on for this motherfucking podcast. Yes. Um, you can donate to Tea with Queen and J by going to our website, teawithqueenandj.com. Slide down on our homepage, and there is where we have two options. Two. Our first option is our paper option, and that is where you can come however many times you want. Drop some in the collection plate. No commitment there. And our second option is our Patreon option. On Patreon, we're asking for a little bit more commitment. We are asking for $2 a month. $2. Just $2. If you want to give more or less, that is up to you. But we are only asking for $2. So those are the ways you can monetarily donate to Tea with Queen and Jay. Other ways you can donate to Tea with Queen and Jay is by subscribing to this podcast on whatever app that you're listening to us on. Um, like us on all of the social media. Follow us on all the social media. So that is at T with QJ on Instagram and, you know, search for T with QJ on Tumblr or Facebook. Tag us and post people to ask for podcasts. When someone, anyone, random person asks for a podcast, listen to you, tell them about T with QJ. Rate and review us on all of the apps that you use us on. Yep. That is helpful as hell. I mm-hmm. saw you post something on Twitter that I thought was dope yeah. where you were saying, people, podcasts mm-hmm. you listen to. Rate and review them. If you listen to them on Apple Podcasts, yeah, rate yo. and review them. Do it. Give them that. You can do it every time you listen to an episode. Yeah. Yeah. If you sometimes I think there's like a window between how many times you can actually like write a new review. Mm-hmm. But if there's a podcast that I like every time I listen to um anybody's podcast, I'll click the five star button if I enjoyed the episode. Yeah. And if I have time, I'll go ahead and write write a review. Unless it tells me, oh, you just wrote one, you can't write Bitch, one or whatever. You was just here. Right. <laughs> um then I won't write one. But I'll always be sure to rate it because this it's it's not like Netflix. Like Netflix I pay for or somebody pays for a subscription yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's that's my gratitude right there. Yo, that's I paid for that shit. Yeah, you know what exactly. I'm um a lot of the podcast apps unless you are fancy pantsy or have like a premium or something like that like the podcaster doesn't get paid from your 
listen you know what i'm saying yeah. like support us especially particularly independent podcasts yep. i was gonna get there yeah mm-hmm. independent podcasts in particular um it's your support is important and people need to know that you are listening to us like there are corporate podcasts who before they even premiere their first episode or their first episode just came out an hour ago and they already have like 200 ratings yeah i don't know how that happens except for tom you, know how, shenanigans say, you know how that happens yeah not the good kind of witchcraft so like they get everybody in the office yeah it's it's really <laughs> they buy it right and it's it it's important because it affects somebody will look and say oh people listen to this podcast it affects the algorithm and like what podcasts get featured and all all type of shit so like it's important to let people know that you fuck with the podcast you're interested in the podcast um rate and support us independent podcasts we don't have the same like there are people who do that whole like um like rate swapping and shit like that Mm -hmm. which i don't love like just fucking Rate the shit that you listen to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Rate the shit you listen to so that niggas don't have to like fucking rig the system and shit just to get equal opportunity and attention to larger corporate podcasts. Yeah. So just to add on, like independent podcasts don't have the marketing shit mm-hmm. that these other podcasts um, on networks have built in. Right. So commenting like and reviewing like helping that algorithm and letting other people see that other people listen because we are people who need cosigns everything mm-hmm. we need we need to look at the reviews on amazon when you right. buy whatever whatever like this is just another way of that mm-hmm. of helping someone else find something that you love yeah. so just do it yeah and there are people it's not that we're not it's not that we're not smart there are people who we know like that 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 are fucking doing like rate swapping and shit like that there are whole facebook groups that do that shit i don't care to engage in that i prefer like genuine actual motherfucking like reviews yeah so it's not that we don't have the knowledge of how to fucking rig the system but like we're not in it for that shit so Mm -hmm. just like do your part we'd appreciate it yeah if you would like to sponsor tea with queen and j podcast if you'd like to advertise with us you can t-mail us at tea with queen and j at gmail.com if you would like to hire us to speak at your school or organization moderate a panel be a panelist do a live show or consult send us your t-mail at tea with queen and j at gmail.com Calm, give us your money yes 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 Damn. so i've got some donation libations mm-hmm. uh, we have some new patreons which i'm excited about mm-hmm. i'm excited yeah all right new patrons this week are Catherine. thank you so much christine up their pledge thank you christine chaz and the homies over at bag ladies Ooh, thank you thank you everybody we I like the name you. chaz yeah that's a cool name yeah I like chaz you so would I had to say, you I would, would do I had to say it like that. That's you how would. I read it every, every time. time I could picture you in school. Every time when you came in the came in the classroom, jazz, jazz, jazz. Like you the fucking jets or some shit. Yeah. Um, we also got PayPal donations from Adrian the homie. Yes, we got your long ass letter. We got we got your letter. We, <laughs> we got your letter. <laughs> Thank you, Adrian. We appreciate that. We read it and we will read it on a, a show, just not this one. All right. So thank you so much. Um, Joan, thank you for your donation. And Joan says, Queen and Jay, you keep getting better and better. Thanks for changing the world. Joan from Milwaukee. Thank you, Joan from Milwaukee. Thank you, Joan. And then the homie Ashley, who I think is Ashley from Three Fifths Podcast. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Ashley says, love the show and your perspectives. Hope this helps. Yes, it did motherfucking help. Of course it helps. We put that money towards shit. Yeah, We already spent it. We paid things with that money. Thank you so much. We appreciate you, yo. Do you have any events coming up? 
No, you have any events coming um, up? I do have an event on Sunday. I'll be at Blurred City Con in Brooklyn. I'll be there. The the It's a con that runs from um, three days, July 12th through the 14th. So I'll be there on Sunday the 14th moderating uh, indie comic book artists, web comics, horror, sci-fi, and mystery panel. That's at 1 p.m. At That's Saint- very specific. Yeah, it is, yo. <laughs> it is. And we're going to get into it. Um, so that starts at one o'clock it'll be at saint francis college in brooklyn and i'll leave the link to that in the show notes and um yeah come check us out if you feels like it but i'll be there and if you see me there say what's up Mm -hmm. are you ready to get into the motherfucking show let's get into the motherfucking show all right What kind of tea are you drinking? I am drinking chai tea. What kind of tea yes. are you drinking? I am drinking chamomile. Ooh, it was a laxation ass bitch. Yeah, you know, I just really need to calm my nerves and whatnot. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know. Calm that anxiety and shit. That's right. What are your pronouns? She and her. What are your pronouns? She, her, they, them. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? I affirm that I am a bad bitch. Yes. I affirm that I am enough. I am always enough. Mm-hmm. I affirm that I'll be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma. Um, I affirm that I'm in a healthy relationship that will continue to grow stronger. And I also affirm that I will be at Essence Festival in the 2020. Yes. So I keep saying I'm going to go and I don't know. I like that. Yes. Jay, what do you affirm for yourself? I affirm that I am not a lady. I affirm that I am enough. I affirm that my apartment is paid for. My rent is paid. I'm wealthy. I'm self-employed. And my finances are abundant. Opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without drama. I'm going to have bags upon bags upon bags. I have bags upon bags of money. I do not undersell myself or underquote my rate. That's and right. I, too, affirm that I will be at Essence Festival 2020. And I'm fucking excited about it, yo. Yeah. Are you excited about it? Um, I already have outfits in my head. Oh, really? Because I'm going to be there. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. Dope. All right. So somebody shot us an email. Mm-hmm. Somebody shot us a T-mail. T-mail. Rather. Get the vernacular straight. That's right. Send us, send us a T-mail about um, some work shit. And they want to know, should they stay or start the fuck over? Start the fuck over. (laughs) You want to read this one? Yes. Okay. Hey, Queen and Jay. I need your advice on a fucked up situation that I currently find myself in. Fucked up. Back in. (laughs) They won't let me. (laughs) (laughs) We're not laughing at you. Sorry, we're laughing with you. Back in January, I was hired as a queer staff writer for a blog that advertises itself as pro-black. At the time, I was also offered a position as the assistant editor for the same blog, but was given a choice to get the feel of things before starting those particular duties. A number of red flags began to pop up, the biggest being the aforementioned assistant editor post still being advertised and receiving no response when I said I was ready to take it on. Also, any pictures I submitted regarding black trans people were ignored, not denied, 
flat out ignored. Fast forward to June, Pride Month, I pitch and get the green light to write a piece on corporations using pseudo allyships with LGBTQ community to collect a coin with a tie-in about how the rainbow-coated fun of Pride Month of Pride Month really includes Black folks. Unbeknownst to me, the site was down and had been down for at least three weeks no heads ups was given so i researched and wrote an article but didn't get paid and more importantly all links of previous published articles now pull in every message so pictures that i sent to other outlets may have gotten denied for this reason i'm trying to figure out how to navigate this being a new writer attempting to start a career should i say fuck it and act as if i've never been published or wait for the blog owner to figure things out find out a way to get my articles then chuck the deuces with true love and admiration, Mojo Jojo. Mm. I like that name. Me too. Hmm. So, what are you thinking? Okay, so I don't have a lot of experience with this mm-hmm. yet, um, but I I wonder if you publish something like that blog did still exist. You did publish those publish those articles or whatever, like. If the website is down, I don't know. Like, can't you, can you publish them to like your fucking website and just make, put a note that this was originally published in whatever magazine on a particular date? It and depends then, on what the contract is between mm-hmm. him and that place and what, like, what the agreement is as far right. as like what he can publish mm-hmm. that has already been published, like yeah. whatever they agreed on. So I like what did you agree on when you signed on to taking his job mm-hmm. is everything you write just theirs can you reprint the things is there a way for you to have i think all writers anybody who puts anything in an online space you should have your stuff saved somewhere so mm-hmm. like there are stuff like medium or other places where you can have an online portfolio in that way so your stuff lives somewhere else that's not just that mm-hmm. place but again that depends on what you agree to when you sign a contract with whoever you're writing for mm-hmm. so like that's something you should just know going forward like read the fucking contract see what you're because that's your work so see what you're signing away what you're possibly giving away mm-hmm. what that looks like sometimes people allow you to it has to be like a year before you can reprint it somewhere else and shit like that. So like figure out what that is so you can know if you actually still own your writing or not. Mm. Cause you could possibly not own it anymore, which would be fucking shitty, but it happens, mm-hmm. you know, like you're still the author of it, but like that publication owns it and can't, you can't reprint it or make money off of it after whatever they gave you mm-hmm. and shit like that. And it happens a lot, like a whole lot. That was my thing is like can you do that shit and then of course yeah move on fuck this job yeah that's what i'm saying move yeah, on, the, fuck the this communication job. is not here anymore i think that you get the hell out of there but i think you should clear up the things that like queen was asking about like check what's in your contract what's the what's the deal and how you can proceed and and be able to say that you were still published yeah but regardless you gotta go whether you're able to you affirm go. that you were published or not you gotta go um i would also say get a lawyer sometimes contracts are hard to understand because they use jargon that you 
may not know. Mm. And sometimes you have to sue. Like, people have had to sue, like, fucking Ebony Magazine to get their money for shit that they wrote. So, and this is, like, larger publications or whatever. People are fucking shady, large-scale, small-scale. People are fucking shady. So, like, with this, closing this out, I would probably advise getting a lawyer, if you can afford it. Mm -hmm. They're fucking expensive. But I would advise that. Going forward, I would... Like, when you're in creative professions, you're scammed more than not, unfortunately, Mm. because people know that, I guess, in creative positions, I don't know, for some reason, the, I think, anyway, the perception is that if you're in these creative positions that you've, like, you need them more than they need you. Okay. And they use that shit. And it's it's not that, you need them more than they need you. Like, they need you. They need content. They mm-hmm. need fucking great writers to be at their publication so they can make money. Mm-hmm. But it's positioned in a way that you need me, the company, you need me more than I need you, so it makes you, kind of puts you in a place of desperation or need or like... Yeah, it has people operating under the um, exposure model, like, oh... My, having my work here under this, this publication or whatever yeah. the fuck or being published is so important so mm-hmm. um i will sacrifice perhaps reading a contract or i, I won't necessarily yeah. like cross my t's and dot my exactly. eyes and shit because i need this cosign yep. or i need this access or i need whatever it is that the established because that's the thing with creatives is that we're fucking creatives right so there are things that majority society deems as like what makes you valid like shit that makes you valid shit that makes you worth paying for your work shit that makes you important shit that makes you more hireable to other people or whatever allegedly and so we end up like working for those things instead of like what we're worth instead of like yeah. a fucking proper check yeah instead of proper credit for my work instead yep. of you know shit like that yeah and i think that this is for like what i'm learning for everyone in the workforce like figure out if the job is for you like mm-hmm. you're not just like getting the job the job is getting you as well and do they deserve you and do the research to see if this is a place you want to fucking be like we research restaurants to see how many stars they have to see if we're going to fucking eat there i think people should do more of that when it comes to committing to being at a job because a lot of times when people are at jobs even if they don't like it they're there for a long time you spend a lot of your life at work Mm -hmm. so like you know, do make sure that you're going into it all eyes open. I understand that this is like something that's a part of your passion and you want to be a writer, but like next time you are approached or next time you may become a full-time writer on any publication, look into other people who have written there. Um, look at the Twitters of other people who have written for those places. Just look and see what has been said about these companies, especially for creatives. And you will find out a lot of these things beforehand, before you get in the door for all of these like fucking red signs, you will see it and you will know if that is a space for you or not. Because when you're a creative, you should be in a space where you feel comfortable. How the fuck are you going to create? <laughs> like, yeah, that's, true. that's not going to happen. So like as much as you can, just for next time around this is unavoidable like 
this is like kind of I've been in not like this but like exposure model kind of situations mm-hmm. and it's like this is it this this ain't it I'm not right. writing for this no more um mm-hmm. so I get that piece because you want to you know get your foot in the door and get out there I think that like you said when you talked about these spaces of validation or whatever mm-hmm. like like there's we're at a point right now where lots of people who are now getting bylines or now um freelancers for these places got their foot in a door without the usual gatekeepers that we used to have back in the day to get in those spaces. So you don't have to be as dependent um, on those spaces publishing news for you to get your foot in the door. Mm -hmm. And that way there's lots of ways for you to get your stuff out there. You could fucking put stuff on medium and it go viral and then now people are looking for you to write shit so there's lots of different ways i'm not saying that that's a surefire way Mm because lots of people are um in online spaces writing but i think that you should you should consider that too how do you nurture what you do publish your stuff in your way um so that maybe when you do get to these other publications and stuff you see you're not doing it just to be published because right. I've already been published and lots of people already read my work and blah, 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 and all of these other things that could help with the confidence on that end. Right. Um, but yeah, those are like some of the suggestions I have, but like, fuck this job. Yeah, and don't be afraid to take an L and don't consider it an L. And I, and I mean, in this situation, mm-hmm. like you're here now and don't don't feel like you're trapped in this situation before you can like move on and just fucking like start over you. Word. Your and work is important, but you still did that work. You still did that shit. Like, yes. High five, nigga. Yeah. And if you have that, you're writing somewhere. Like I said, look for your contract and see, like, make sure you don't get sued. Um, But maybe if it's not a clause in that contract, post that stuff on Medium. Like, it's still valuable work. Mm-hmm. You did the fucking research. That's another thing. You said you, the site was down, but you did research anywhere. To, don't ever do that. Mm-hmm. Like, don't do that. If you're freelancing, if, like, I don't, you weren't freelancing, no, but yeah, they weren't freelancing. don't. Don't do that. Like, I wouldn't do that. Mm. I wouldn't do the research. That's the thing, too, um, that lots of people don't consider when people write, especially, like, in journalistic spaces where it's not just, like, nah, bro, think pieces till you do research. But people don't consider the research and other work that you do that's not even writing. Mm-hmm. So, like, think about all of those things when it comes to, like, you negotiating stuff and deciding your prices, be it your rate if you're a full-time staff writer or be it your freelance rate. Because all of that shit is fucking time and all of that shit is money and lots mm-hmm. of time publications just want to pay you for the words. Right. And it's like, fuck that shit, suck my dick. Like, all of this shit mm-hmm. is fucking work. So I just wanted to make sure I said Delete that. Delete all the, that shit. Yeah, I just wanted Delete to make sure I, I said that and put, put that out there for you. All right. So we hope that was helpful. Mm-hmm. And let us know what happens next, yo. Let us know. Thanks, Mojo Jojo. I want to know what this publication is. I ain't going to blast it, but I just want to know. <laughs> All right. Okay, this is our last letter. Mm-hmm. Somebody sent us in something. I wanted to make sure that we got to it. It is about sexuality. Mm-hmm. And I had never talked about this um, extensively before, so I kind of wanted to touch on it. Okay. Sexuality. So this email is called Demisexuality and Dating. Hi, Queen and Jay. I really enjoy your show and admire what you do. I first saw you two on The Grapevine a few months ago and have been listening ever since. All right. This has been on my mind for a long time and I just wanted to get it all out. T-mail feels like a safe space to share. 
Oh, we create a safe space here. Safe place. Oh, a safe place. All right, we create that too. <laughs> Jay, I heard you refer to yourself as demisexual a few weeks ago, and I was wondering if you could talk about how you realized you were demisexual and what it has meant for your dating life. I think I may be demisexual as well, but I'm not sure. I'd love to hear from you too, queen. So some background on me. I'm a cishet black woman who recently turned 30 and has never been in a relationship or has sex. I think it's largely because even though I do experience attraction and want to have sex, I think other people experience attraction a lot more often and have a a stronger sex drive. I'm an atheist, but grew up in a cultish, puritanical environment with a lot of younger siblings and a physically abusive stepfather. I was like a second parent to my siblings before and after he and my mom split up. Anything I knew about sex or my body was from clinical books, and I couldn't have friends outside of my religion. My relationship with my mom is also very strained. I present as a quote-unquote well-adjusted on the outside... I present as quote unquote well-adjusted on the outside, but I worry that experience has affected me sexually more than I used to think. Unfortunately, I wasted a long time with the trash therapist and don't have one right now. I thought all I had to do was leave that religious and family environment to be able to catch up to my peers romantically and sexually, but never did. I moved away and started distancing distancing myself from the religion in my early 20s. I naively assumed I'd meet men and experience mutual attraction when I went to college, to parties, bars, or at work, but that has not happened. Basically, any interest is one-sided. I never expect I never expected dating to feel like another job or a chore, but the older I get, the more I feel that way. Since meeting someone I'm interested in in real life or on an app happens so rarely, each rejection feels like a big defeat and I get more withdrawn and deflated afterwards. It often seems like the world is running laps around me and I'm at the starting line feeling overwhelmed, frustrated, and intimidated. It was easier to feel hopeful that things would change when I was in my early and mid-20s. Now that 30 has finally come around, I feel more and more hopeless. I see other people in my life fall in and out of love, have sex, be excited about sex and dating, and I want to have those experiences too. I'm struggling with wanting that but not being able to force interest when it's not there how do you meet your partners how do you bounce back from rejection do you date people if you're not into them as long as they seem to be good people any advice would be appreciated thanks again for all you do why are you laughing what do you date someone even if you're not into them as long as they seem to be good people yeah okay yeah because it sounds like it sounds it's funny and i get that because that is a funny sentence right as a demisexual i have done that before mm-hmm. in my life that's also, what I, yeah i was saying it to make fun of you so right like, yeah i didn't want the person who wrote this to think i was making fun right of right because it sounds like well, who would do that right so that's something i've done as a demisexual in the past but also and i think also in addition to as well um i think that as women who society has trained to like just be like go along with things and like be okay with stuff if you are demisexual and you are a woman who dates men it is possible to be more okay with that type of situation to Mm -hmm. just be like oh okay well he's a guy he's nice He's not a fucking piece of garbage trash. So even though I'm not particularly into it, like I'll just date him and we'll just like, you know, see what happens because yeah. I don't really be liking people anyway. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So um, so I have done that. I don't do that anymore. But also I didn't I didn't really realize that I was doing that. 
when it was happening. But anyway, let me let me start from the beginning. How yeah. do I how do I meet partners? Well, well, before we do that, let's talk about for anybody who doesn't know what is demisexuality. So one of the the definitions that I have found of it that I'm most comfortable with is from the Demisexuality Resource Center. Oh, you have a center. Yeah, apparently that makes me uncomfortable, but whatever. Sit and I'm gonna go ahead and back out of that. Yeah, I'm gonna back out of that. But I just wanted to no orgies there. Say where I let me stop. I was done being shaming. (laughs) I'm shaming. I'm shaming. All right, quit it. I just wanted to to find a definition that made me comfortable because some of them I feel like are really like hard line black and white you're, you're this or you're that or you're this there's and no a, spectrum right and i feel like there's a spectrum of sexuality and that applies to demisexuality that applies to all different types yeah. of fucking sexuality, sexuality unless their sexuality is fucking no spectrum unless i don't know unless that's that's a sexuality like I an amoeba yes I, I don't, I don't <laughs> fucking know but anyway demisexuality is a sexual orientation in which one feels sexual attraction only after forming an emotional connection so that doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be like some serious like thing sometimes it's just like knowing a little bit more about somebody Mm -hmm. in a way that makes you feel connected to who they are as a fucking like human being on this planet it's very rare that i'll be out somewhere and i'll be like ooh that that's an attractive dude joe like i would hit that it's, that's a rare feeling for me i've never heard you say that ever in my yeah life. it doesn't or we will be together hanging out i will very rarely see somebody and like tap you and be like yo look at this nigga that's like, never happened yeah i don't you said really never no <laughs> yeah, yeah I just that's like, not a thing i do have i do have a type like there is a type of dude that i'm like oh, okay that's my type i would like i would fuck that that's mm. i'm with it that's an attractive dude or whatever um but i feel like they are just a fucking rare i find that that type of person physically is so rare that it almost like doesn't even matter i feel that they like exist. that type of person lives in the south a lot what a big nigga yeah that's my type by the way <laughs> i know <laughs> i feel like my type is big i just picture like football players and they all like come yeah. to those football towns yeah Mbaku type dudes yeah that's, like, that's, that's my that's type right and I've, I've come across a few in new york but you also have to come across one that you actually like, like. as a person and like want to date mm-hmm. or they'll be like Mbaku size but like not cute in the face or like you know it's a whole bunch of different factors mm-hmm. so but that's the other thing i think with demisexuality is that you can't i am a, also like a very sexual person but you have to be that nigga that i'm i want to be sexual with yeah. or one of five of those niggas that i want to be sexual with, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be um but i generally described it i didn't i didn't know about sexuality as i, I knew about sexuality <laughs> i didn't know about demisexuality as i was coming into my sexuality so i didn't know that was a thing and i never really felt like it's something wrong with me or am i different or whatever because i am a very sexual person and because i can connect with people like that initial connection of like that demisexuals have where like you have to feel some type of connection for somebody before getting um being sexually attracted to them i can connect with people so i never felt like oh wow i'm not like connecting i never felt that to be like a a barrier to um sexual attraction or like romance or whatever i didn't really realize it until i got older and i noticed like i don't really be attracted to people like Mm -hmm. that's just that's what i noticed like i don't really be attracted to people all like that or i don't really like people all like that that's how i would explain it yeah and i didn't 
I didn't identify as demisexual, number one, because I didn't fucking know about it. But until I heard other people talking about having that experience or until I noticed like, well, I always noticed that other people would be like, oh, look at him. And I'd be like, yeah, OK, like, that's your thing. That's sure. our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> OK. I'd be like, oh, look at that. You'd be like, nice. Nice. <laughs> OK. Yeah, great. I need my other friends. Yeah. This is not working. <laughs> sure. Nice. How can I assist you in this endeavor to inquire this? And it's funny because nice my spectrum of friends, your other friend was like, nice. And then I have a, other friends. Mm-hmm. I've had other friends who were like, ooh. And then we want to fuck them together. So it's uh, like, well, you'll woo. never have that problem. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, um, and then you'd be like a tiny rambunctious dude. I yo. do. If you can be described as rambunctious, you're not my type. Yo. They be having energy. Rambunctious comes with like a height requirement. Like you got to be like under five, seven to be nah, under be five, eight. Rambunctious, but you're not, you're like slim or like petite or something. Or whatever they call that shit. You're petite and But some you're not way. some embacle motherfuckers. I don't I can't. Yeah, do you those. can't be that size and, and rambunctious. The two don't go together. Rambunctious I don't like is for that. smaller people. Look, I yeah. think. It is, because they'd be looking yeah. like a fucking rockwaller if they were rambunctious. Yes. It's uh, it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's described that's as something. scary. But anyway, 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 back to this. Back to Demi. Yeah, so I didn't identify it as demisexuality until I heard other people talking about it. But then also because sexuality is a spectrum and because people like to identify things I feel like so harshly, I would hear somebody talk about demisexuality and I'd be like, Oh yeah, that's that's kinda how I feel, like for yeah. the most part. Mm-hmm. And then I would hear somebody else talk about it and it sound like this really like black and white harsh thing, like if I'm never physically attracted to anyone which is like not, not that's true. not true that's mm-hmm. not that's not the case and so even actually even when i was looking it up just so i could give a definition of it from so i had to look for a definition i was comfortable with because so many of them were like harsh like someone who does not feel like, like hard stops yeah hard stop and and it's not that black and white and i think that it's probably not that black and white for you either even though it might be but that's that's what i'm saying like it's a spectrum it can be all mm-hmm. types of all kinds of things but for me it's just comfortable to be like oh this is what my deal is but i i really did for many years just describe it like when i would talk to people about me i'm just like oh i don't really i don't really like people all yeah. like that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not really attracted to people all like that and because culturally men are garbage it has also been difficult for me to separate okay am i not attracted to men because they are actually ugly and terrible as and and i'm speaking as a somebody who identifies as straight i'm Mm -hmm. not queer whatever so am i not attracted to men because they're fucking ugly and boring or am i not attracted to them because i don't really like people and the answer is it's a little bit of both you know what i'm saying ugly and boring yeah as a person who it's the opposite of Demi. Mm-hmm. They're ugly and boring. Right. So that's that's the other thing that was like, okay. I, did, I didn't, I also don't think much of not being so attracted to niggas I don't know because so many of them are fucking garbage. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, all right. You asked, what has it meant for my dating life? So like I said, it's not hard for me to connect with people. So it hasn't been hard for me to um, connect with people, but what I, what I will, what I have noticed as a pattern for me is that I'm rarely in a relationship. So I'm rarely in like a long-term relationship. I am often dating someone, hanging out with someone, getting to know, being very close with somebody, but I'm not, like I haven't had a lot of like long-term boyfriends or like no shit like that and and for a long time I felt like oh my gosh I haven't had enough long-term boyfriends so like 
do I have enough experience? Am I going to be able to like, like when I finally meet whoever's supposed to be my like full time, whatever the fuck partner, am I going to know what to do? Am I going to be okay? And all of this fucking bullshit. What? Men are so easy. I'm just like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like the fact that you felt you had to think all of these things, like mm-hmm. what I know what to do, what I right. just basically have to give them water. <laughs> well that shit but not not will i know Food. what to do with that nigga but like will i know how to navigate like being in a relationship like being a fucking i don't know communicating and shit or like whatever niggas break up about am i gonna like how do i know not these are not things i care about now but i was mm-hmm. thinking about okay you know how people break up a million times and then you finally meet like the one you know what i'm saying like am no. i gonna <laughs> right no i don't i don't believe in that anymore yeah, either like, no. but like am i gonna know how to like not break up with niggas if or like get broken up with if i haven't had enough experiences with that am i gonna know how to navigate whatever the fuck this relationship i, I don't know so i had all those worries and like concerns about oh man i haven't like done this enough maybe I, i'm not gonna know like what to do or whatever but i think i what i have learned is that like nobody knows what they're doing it seems like people are the people around you are like they're in a relationship and then they break up and like they're having all this experience that you're not having and shit that you're not like learning from or whatever they're not any better off than you they're not learning anything they're not because the next relationship he's like be like the last one yeah <laughs> that's like, true too that's true not too. learning anything as an observer, like, which I've often played the role of, like, observing niggas in relationships, like, they don't seem to be any happier, like, like, you're okay, you know what I'm saying? You're okay, like, you don't have to, I understand the desire to connect with people and to be in a relationship and shit like that, but, like, you're not broken for not doing that you're Mm -hmm. not broken for not having had the experiences of your peers you're not broken for not dating as frequently as they do or for not um having sex like you're not broken and i think that a part of the anxiety of this is like ageism that we put yeah that society puts on us and like just the feeling of like okay well you're supposed to have this amount of experiences within this time frame and within this time period and like by the time you turn 30 you're supposed to have done all these things or whatever and it's it's there are miserable bitches right now and that's a gender gender neutral bitch but there are miserable bitches right now who are like getting married because they thought they they had to be married by a certain age yo. or by a certain time there are people making yo, decisions based on like their fucking biological clock running out there Cray. are people like 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 decisions that are going to make them miserable like that type of shit mm-hmm. like and like long-term decisions that yeah. are going to make them fucking miserable yeah and i feel like when we stop looking at the clock like then like you can breathe like it doesn't matter that you turn 30 that shit doesn't matter you're not dead bitch like you're not dead that's, that's a loving bitch you're not <laughs> dead like you still have time to whatever it is that you want to do you still have time to do that shit like mm-hmm. you're good yo yeah. you're good mm-hmm so you also say that you do experience attraction and you do want to have sex, but you think other people experience attraction a lot more often and have a stronger sex drive. However you experience sex and sexuality is like the right way. 
You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, the right way for you. Yeah, as long as you are not, um, as long as you don't have some type of disorder that makes you harm other people or you're not like, you know, whatever the, the I don't know how to, as long as you're not a fucking pedophile or like, you know, doing shit without consent or like. Oh, that, bestiality. Or, right, like those types of things that would, that would fall under like consent and yeah. shit because animals can't consent. But anyway, outside of that absurd type shit, whatever your sexuality is or whatever pace you move at or whatever your deal is, that's the right way to do it. So like, there's another thing about sexuality because we learn so much about our sexuality from like i think a lot of bad sources like there are people who learn from like porn, porn or people who and not that you can't learn things from porn but like people learning from porn as like their first introduction to like yeah. what sexuality or is. even just regular tv and movies the way right. in which they go about sex and mm-hmm. seduction and what the fuck that yeah. looks like and shit for a long time i thought seduction was supposed to look like what i saw in movies in the 80s where bad, some s- bad. smooth jazz plays and then he <laughs> lightly <laughs> pulls down my bra strap <laughs> and then i and it's red your bra's red yeah i don't i've never owned a red bra but you know that's what i thought yeah. it was and then we kiss passionately and then we make love and that is not how i fuck at all but that's what I thought I was, it was supposed yeah. to look like. That's what I thought my seduction and all of that was supposed to look mm-hmm. like. Because those white people, they didn't want TV. They weren't right. even like people that look like me. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds terrible. Yeah, horrible. That or like if you grew up in the environment in, in the kind of which you explain is like adults who you would hope have a certain level of knowledge not telling you shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you end up learning from other people your age who are also having strange possibly strange or Word. new experiences with sex i'm not and ever seeing intimacy between like romantic adults right like just displayed you know like the stuff right. like that like i would see my parents kiss not like mm-hmm. in a tongue like, mm-hmm. but like kiss and hug and like do these things right um that normalized a lot of that stuff for me or like was a model for me to mm-hmm. like see something and be yeah. comfortable with it in a way um so I'm assuming this is just an assumption. I don't know your life, but like you didn't even really see displays of like mm-hmm. um, romantic affection, intimacy amongst the adults around you either. Right, and and that I don't think is necessarily uncommon either. Mm-hmm. I didn't experience that. My dad didn't live in my house, so like maybe when I was very young, perhaps I saw my parents be close to one another. But I don't have like a ongoing concept the understanding of like what parents who fuck with each other is supposed to like mm-hmm. look like whatever that is like queen always jokes that i don't believe in dads you don't like <laughs> <laughs> you don't believe in dads i don't believe in siblings yeah like i just don't i just don't i don't understand that type of like parental intimacy mm-hmm. i don't really get it okay <laughs> there's two of them in the house that's too too many i don't get it <laughs> right i don't fucking get it no i think it's great but i also don't get it mm-hmm. um so i don't think you should worry that other people have more sex drive than you that's not a deficit for you and it's not like your problem so if you are meeting someone new or engaging with someone it's okay to let them know yo this is the pace that i generally move at yeah. like this is what i do also 
you should listen once you're done listening to this you should listen to um there was a live episode with Stephanie of bag ladies podcast who also identifies as demisexual and she discusses her demisexuality on inner her uprising, uprising podcast yeah. their live show and I, that's that's the listening to, i had heard her talk about it before and i was like yeah that's that sounds like me but i don't know because then i would go and read some shit and i'd be like what the and fuck they'd be like, you this? don't do this yeah it's like uh, it's just a bunch of like hardline stuff that I just want to back out of. Mm-hmm. But she talks about her experiences and I think that she gives a really good explanation of like how she navigates it mm-hmm. and all that shit. And I felt more safe after hearing her talk about like where she falls within the, the Demi spectrum and how she feels about it and how she navigates it. So I'll leave the link to that in the episode notes. But don't don't feel like because you didn't have certain experiences that the experiences that you have had or who you are or the pace at which you operate is not valuable or valid or acceptable. Like that is acceptable and whoever is interested in getting to know you will have to understand that that's how you move and that's yeah. the pace that you operate at. You can negotiate like whatever that's supposed to be or look like for the two of you. If you end up in a couple situation, you can negotiate like whatever that's supposed to look like mm-hmm. once you get more comfortable with one another. You also talk about you also talked about like any interest being one sided or dating being a chore and shit like that. OK, so my approach to dating, I have because I know that I am demisexual. Right. And even though I didn't have a word for it before, because I knew that. Um, the way I always described it is I don't be liking people like that. Yeah. So because I always knew that about myself or learned that about myself, I would go on first dates with people um, who I wasn't particularly attracted to because my alleged type is so fucking rare for me anyway, right? So I would go on dates with people as long as I wasn't like repulsed. Like you still are a fucking person and you know like, no, I would absolutely never fucking fuck that person person. or kiss that person. This is a no, this is a definite no-go. So like shit like that, like don't entertain, you don't have to entertain that shit. But I do feel like if you know that you are demisexual and and you like, like someone and like perhaps and and by like i mean you like who they are you like spending time with them or you think you might enjoy spending time with them like on a friendship type level those to me as a demisexual person i see as opportunities for like a good date right and so i would explore that on a first date and if i had a good time maybe i would go out with them again and i would say on the second date if i don't feel like i might want to like kiss you or something like that then i i i would kind of maybe wrap it up mm-hmm. then unless i'm having a good time and then maybe i would try a third date or maybe like you know turn it into a friendship or some shit like that but my approach to dating is to have a good time on that outing or yeah. date or whatever and not put so much pressure on this having to be some sort of like romantic experience because you're really dating to see how you feel about somebody or getting to know somebody. And like, men don't be romantic. That too. They don't. That shit you see on TV, yeah, that, that don't really be happening. That too. That too. It don't. It yeah. doesn't. So I would just I would just focus on like enjoying yourself. Like do something. Try something that you like wanted to do in wherever you live, whatever time that's you what live. That's what I would do. Yeah, that's, that's what I do on... Look for the stuff you want to do that you want someone else to pay for. Mm -hmm. And that's the date. Right. So you have this experience that you've always wanted. Mm -hmm. 
regardless of who that other person mm-hmm. is yeah that's mm-hmm. a great idea yeah or it could just be some shit you haven't had time to do or some shit that like you've n- anything anything that you want to do so that regardless of who your company is you've still ha- you're still having an experience yep. and so that's kind of how i take the chore out of dating it's like if I don't want to go, I don't fucking go. Like I make it like, oh, okay, cool. This is where if somebody invites me to do some shit I don't want to do, like, ah, I'm not, I'm not super into that. Have you, have you ever tried this yeah. or like that kind of thing? And so you make it like an experience with a new person and just like out getting to know a new person. And it doesn't have to have the pressure of like romance. And you take it from there because as, a, as you know, as a demisexual, you might on that date make a connection with them or, or you might not or whatever but the pressure like take off some of that romantic pressure and just go in thinking about like having enjoying a good time. yourself yeah enjoying enjoying yourself so I, I honestly very rarely have had a bad date because i'm a fucking good time yo and i mm. like to have fun so so that's my jam and then you talked about feelings of rejection all right so how do you bounce back from rejection so admittedly full disclosure um i've talked about this so as a person who lives with depression, I would say that one of my one of the things that triggers my depression is rejection. And especially as somebody who is who is demi like the type of I don't know if we build stronger bonds with people or if maybe they mean more to us or whatever the fuck it is. Stephanie kind of talked about this. It's like she'll meet meet somebody and be like, okay, let's get married now. You know what I'm saying? Like that type of energy. Oh, you're like dog too? Oh, okay. Let's let's be together forever. You know, that's not my wave, but I have had that kind of intense like energy before with people. But yeah, so, so rejection is a trigger is is one of the triggers of my depression and so i do try to navigate that shit carefully even though it's like almost impossible because you can't predict rejection the only predictable thing about rejection is that you will be rejected at some point by somebody yeah it is gonna happen you live you get rejected you die yeah and i think that you i find ways i try to find ways to distract myself i will distract myself a lot of times by going on another date for fun which I, th- I have found to be helpful I also try to be easy on myself for like feeling like rejected like mm-hmm. that's how I feel and that's what it is the feeling of rejection is a normal one yeah um it's not something abnormal happening in your brain mm-hmm. like you even like being rejected from motherfuckers you don't even fuck with it's like yo (laughs) right you know so like it's a very normal thing and i don't think you should um or try not to beat yourself Mm -hmm. up about it it's it's like natural as fuck like Mm -hmm. i've fucked with motherfuckers who i did not give a shit about and the second that they was like nah i'm good i'm like what yeah you good (laughs) the fuck you know so yeah, rejection is. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't think you should feel. Don't beat your up yourself up about beating yourself up for yeah. being like mm-hmm. rejected or whatever. Yep. 
but also I've also like I've tried to eliminate a lot of those other pressures of that I was a lot of other anxiety that I was having surrounding dating and relationships and shit I remove most of that shit so that when I am rejected I don't it doesn't feel like the weight of will I ever be in a serious relationship will I ever you know why isn't is this ever gonna happen for me or what am I broken or like all of that extra bullshit yeah. like get rid of that bullshit so that you can just deal with the fact that oh this person doesn't like me anymore okay and so you just process that and go about your fucking life but it's not or every rejection is not a reflection of, of you. who you are as yeah. a fucking person and who you are sexually and like shit like that so yeah so i have had partners i have a partner right now i've dated people long term i was in a whole fake relationship with somebody like for a year but it felt like a thing I you Oh yeah, yeah. Remember that fake relationship? Mm-hmm. But anyway, but that was a that was a fun fake relationship. <laughs> it was a while real relationship. It last, last, yeah, it was a real relationship. I'm just calling it fake because we thought it was two different Fuck things, him. right? Fuck that nigga. But anyway, the, I say that to say I'm in a relationship right now. I say that to say like you'll be okay. Like you'll be in relationships. It doesn't matter that you haven't had sex already. It doesn't matter that you're quote unquote not where you think you're supposed to be or whatever. Like you'll you'll be fine. You're fine right now yeah you you are yeah everything that you need everything that you need you have you have it right now you're fucking dope you knew what podcast to fucking email to ask you have a whole resource of niggas to talk to about demisexuality i'm here and stephanie is here like that's two of us <laughs> you sounded like it was a gang of bitches. It is a, a gang of bitches. We just don't know who yeah, all those bitches are. I didn't are. even know. I'm telling you, yo, I I didn't even know this was a thing. Like I didn't never heard of this until a Stephanie. Right, and then I was like, wait, what is she talking about? And it's funny because even people would say, yo, how do you navigate? Like, what do you tell like people you date or what? I was like, nothing. And then as I thought about it, I was like, yo, I actually tell every single person I've ever met in my entire life that I don't be liking people like that because it does it does come yeah. up like when I have to explain like yeah. just. I don't know who I am as a person. It's like, I don't like people like that. I didn't know it exists, but when I started hearing about it, it made sense because mm. I feel like I am the opposite. Right. And I know for me to exist, the opposite should be existing too. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I exist in this way and expect people to understand me existing in this way. Right. Like, of course, the other end of the spectrum exists. Mm-hmm. So when I heard it, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And I know I know other women like that mm-hmm. and for me it was just like oh she just ain't no freak <laughs> like that was my interpretation of it like right. she's no freak in my mind she's a good girl she likes she has to like do the relationship stuff or mm-hmm. like connect in a certain way and things that i don't have to do to have sex with a person that was how i interpreted right that but when i was like oh okay it's not even that mm-hmm. not even about like modesty or like the standards that the world have put on these women mm-hmm. Um, and I'm saying women because these are I'm talking about my friends. Right. Um, there are men who are demisexual um, or not very many people who are demisexual. But um, I was like, oh, okay, this is like sexuality. It's not like yeah. somebody who's not like for me. I always interpreted it as. Why are you not being a hoe? You're not being a hoe because society tells you not to be a hoe. And fuck society. Come on, let's hoe. Like, that was my interpretation yeah. of it when I was younger. Like, I just could not mm-hmm. get it. Mm-hmm. But, of course, I got older and I'm like, well, you know, we're just different. But now, like, there's, like, some language to it. And I understand it as sexuality. And I think mm-hmm. that's important to a lot of, I think, a lot of people's interpretation of sexuality 
is with like sex or like actively having sex right. or like you can exist and be within the conversation of sexuality even if you're not um i don't really like this word but i can't think of nothing mm-hmm. else right now even if you're not hypersexual mm-hmm. or even if you're not someone who is having sex all the time and things like that and um, i think it's important for people to understand sexuality being a spectrum just period and how we relate to sex and connect with sex mm-hmm. in many 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 different ways um i think it's important yeah 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 it is important but thank you for asking this because i never i've never discussed it here i've said it in passing but i've never discussed it and you know maybe it'll help a younger bitch like me because it did feel good to be like oh okay like when i heard a stephanie talk about it the first time i heard her talk about it on her podcast like some time ago i was like oh okay that is like that's like where i fit where where i belong i was actually looking when i was looking this up it says it falls under like asexuality a little bit i don't know sometimes the definitions of stuff be making me like because they're all like based on like scientific words and it just yeah, makes it like seem really like down. clinical how about and like calm down and leave me alone how about that <laughs> you know what i'm saying because yeah. i was somebody sounds like a diagnosis not yeah. just like a... it was a, it was someone when i googled demisexuality to get a definition and then to get a definition that i was actually comfortable with right because calm down niggas calm down <laughs> Some yeah, some of them are too clinical and like hardline and like there's no room for like flexibility or like mm-hmm. actual human shit or whatever. Um, one of the Google searches was is demisexuality uh queer or does it fall under LGBTQIA? Um and so I guess the answer to that was that it falls under asexuality, mm-hmm. which is considered a part of that mm-hmm. LGBTQIA stuff sometimes. I'm confused by that a little bit. I am also, so I'm not saying anything. Yeah, <laughs> I'm confused by that a little bit, and I don't identify as a queer, as a demisexual person who exclusively dates men, men, cis men, cis men. As a woman who exclusively dates, I'll say, I mean, I have only exclusively dated cis men, but I'm not, I'm not um, closed off to trans yeah, men. Yeah, I know you're not. But yeah, I don't feel comfortable identifying as queer because i'm demi i don't know but yeah i get it yeah yeah my point is leave me alone (laughs) (laughs) that's the point i was reading the i was reading all this shit and i was like leave me alone i personally i have been very comfortable just being like i don't like people or like that Mm -hmm. that's just how i've been explaining it my entire life and i'm glad that i can connect with other like demisexuals but like if you're not demi then leave me the fuck alone that's actually how i feel about it leave me the fuck alone and calm so down. you only want to date demis no but i mean i only want the other demis to talk to me about demisexuality yeah i would never talk to you about this <laughs> <laughs> you can talk to me about it but i mean like these definitions yo i'm it just feels weird like the definitions i don't know the definitions were well, weird. Well, those they definitions are cre- are created by academia. Yeah. So that's why it sounds like that. Yeah. Um, but in practice, we know that life does something else yeah. and looks like something else, regardless of whatever academia says something is. That's right. Calm down, academia. <laughs> Calm down. 
All right. So thank you for your letter. I appreciate you. And feel free to um, let me know if I answered all your questions or if you have any follow up questions, Joe. You want to take a break? Yes, we shall. All right. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money. Do you know what this year is? Whatever year is all about. Yeah, but like. Giving black women year. your money. Yes. Give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh, yes. Yes. We do this dope ass Women is Race Nerd podcast every motherfucking every week. Every week. Sometimes and, twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website, tvcleanandj.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm-hmm. And we have two options there. So two! Can, two! You become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice. Oh my God, we're going to get money. Again! <laughs> All the time. Yes. And we're black. All the time. All right. Yes. So, going to get into news that's not news. In a world where Don Lemon is considered a respectable news anchor. In a world where people respect Don Lemon, Queen and Jay bring you news that's not news. News that should be news, but it ain't news. Because mainstream media wants to feed you the same three stories about transracialism in three different ways, with a special segment by Don Lemon. So here's news that's not news. News that's not news is when we cover stories that either the mainstream media is not covering or they haven't covered it in a way that we would cover it with the issues that are important to us. So here is news that's not news. Yeah, so today's news that's not news story is um, I got this. We got this from Out Magazine and we wanted to make sure that we speak of Miss Major. Um, Trans activist Miss Major was hospitalized after suffering a stroke. I'm just going to give you read a little bit from this article so you learn about Miss Major and why she is an important elder. News about the 78-year-old's condition was first shared via House of Gigi's Griffin Gracie Educational Retreat in Historical Center. Miss Major is one of the few black trans elders still actively organizing for the LGBTQ community. She is most noted for surviving the Stonewall riots after physically clashing with the police and working with San Francisco-based Transgender Variant and Intersex Justice Project, TGIJP, all these acronyms. I like acronyms. Hmm. For a decade, becoming executive director before officially retiring in 2015. In 2017, she moved from her longtime home of San Francisco to Little Rock, Arkansas, to open the House of Gigi, a, recre- a recreational and retreat center that will pro- prioritize trans and gender nonconforming people of color. Just last week, her team secured a location for the project. So that's like oh, a wow. new project that she was working on. That's dope. Um, 
She has done amazing work. I learned of Miss Bajor because of Diamond of Marsha Place. She posted something on their, they posted something on Marsha Place Instagram page showing um, Miss Major just looking dope. And mm-hmm. um, I believe the the caption was about trans women growing old seeing an older trans woman which right. for my i probably have seen many trans women but um older trans women but i'm not looking to see if someone is trans or not you know if that makes any sense you get what i'm saying right so i'm saying that when i saw that post that Marsha place pasted posted mm-hmm. of miss major my first thought was like oh my gosh i've never seen an elder trans woman but then i thought no you probably have you're not just walking around looking to see if someone is trans or cis you know what i mean or you may have seen a tr- an el an elder woman it's an elder woman yes Sh- yeah okay sure i was gonna say you may have seen an elder trans person and and read them as a cis person or that kind of thing yeah okay um so when i saw that post that they posted it made me look into miss major's work and to see who this person is i'm like really in a space where i want to get more information about queer black folks because queer black folks and activism, because a lot of that has been erased, and I don't have a lot of information for myself about queer black folks. So I started mm-hmm. looking into um, Ms. Major. Ms. Major is a fucking bad bitch. Yeah. And we need to be supporting our elders, so I wanted to make that a news. That's not a news story. Mm-hmm. Um, you can email words of support um, to their email address. It's missmajorspeaks at gmail.com. We will have that in the show notes. And and or you could donate to their funding circle. We should be giving money to the elders who did the damn thing so that we could be here. Um, so donate to their. I went to that page and the donations are popping, but mm-hmm. she needs to have more. So I yeah. wanted to make sure that we um, spoke about her on the show. And I'm sure there are people who have never heard of Miss Major. Mm-hmm. And now you've heard of her now. Yeah, if you watched um, the HBO documentary, I think The Trans List, mm-hmm. um, she was featured in that documentary. She's also, there's a Vice video. I just looked it up because I forgot the name of that film. But there's a Vice news video on YouTube that you could watch like 10 minutes and she revisits Stonewall and kind of talks about like that shit or whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, Google and learn more about Miss Major, M-I-S-S Major. Yes, and that's all I have for news. It's not news. All right. Give that woman your money. Give black women your money. Speaking of that, are you ready to get into pay black women? Hell yeah. All right. Give me your fucking money. Queen, can you tell the people what our pay black women segment is about? Yeah, so here is where we highlight black or indigenous women own business. We highlight a black or indigenous owned organization that needs your money or we highlight a black or indigenous woman who just simply needs your money for anything big small it doesn't matter she could need the money for i don't know some hair conditioner Mm -hmm. she asks for it we're gonna try to get it for her so that's what this um segment is all about all right so this week we got a submission from Corey, and Corey with a k Mm -hmm. that's your thing Sorry, my my partner's name may or may not be Corey with a K. Anyway, all right. The subject is, they sent a team out, and the subject is pay black women. And they say, hello, Jay. Hello, Queen. Hey, Corey. It was amazing meeting you both at Juneteenth. I honestly felt well-loved. 
Thank you for that and all you do. I'd like to make an entry filed easily under pay black women. My sister, Che Grayson, a black queer woman, is a brilliant storyteller and director. She, her friend India Moore, and a team of superheroes have created the pilot for a television series called Magic Hour. Magic Hour is a TV anthology series that features magical and mystifying stories with queer and POC folks at the center. The show explores identity through the through the lens of fantasy, science fiction, and horror. Um, yeah, so I watched the Kickstarter video for this, and Che describes it as a Twilight Zone, like, Che describes it as Twilight Zone type shit, centering queer and POC folks. Um, and I'm here for that shit, so I hope that this gets picked up. Back to the letter. If you feel so inclined, you can mention their Kickstarter. I just did. You're welcome. And they are looking for 30000 I checked, and they're at a little over 11000 right mm-hmm. now. So they have 23 more days, so you have time to donate to something that you would be interested in. We'll be sure to include the link to that in the show notes. Corey says, thanks so much. I'll up my Patreon every time I'm able, and I'll do my best to be at every event you have because you know love oh thank you thanks, kind regards Corey. Corey. thanks Corey. yes we appreciate you thank you so much and it was a pleasure meeting you as well yes it was um yeah so check out this again we'll leave the link to the kickstarter in the show notes and for those of you who are unfamiliar with india more she plays angel right on pose yep yeah she plays angel on pose and if y'all are not watching pose like what? What are you? What are you? Like what are you doing? Why do you listen to us? Like what are you? What are you in it for? Do you like? Do you your, like nice things? What's your deal? Anyway, pose is dope. Be sure to check that shit out. Did you get the job? Did you get the man? Are you any good? You see how I merge those things together? Yeah. I put them together. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So that is our pay black women. Yes. Okay. Also, something else. Somebody uh sometimes you guys send us pay black women in our like various dms of like social media like ig and twitter and shit like that and then it gets buried under other dms and shit we, and our I dms are lit it's hard for us to yeah, keep up with and that. i can't it's, it's hard to search the dms unless i remember the name of the person who fucking dm'd me or whatever and our DMs so, are lit, so it's hard for us to do that that part thank okay. you so if you could please send us team mail so somebody somebody was in our dms talking about a domestic violence event that's happening in atlanta in august can you please send me an email of that because i made a note um to mention it but i no longer have that message or know where it was or whatever so anyway if you're listening whoever you are, yes. if you could shoot us some T-mail at twithqueenandj at gmail.com so that I can share your event. I remember reading your DM and I was um, down to share it. So yeah. I'll let the kid. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep, yep, yep. Dope. Are you ready to get into the motherfucking pit? I'm so ready for this pit. Play the motherfucking intro. How to tap into <laughs> my money. Everybody strap in. I'm about to open some fucking windows. The new triple X has got to be more dangerous. Deadlier. Attitude. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. Why are we sitting silently like, like, like waiting it's for it to play? Because we like got to take a deep breath and shit and get our minds right and shit. Yo, Ooh. Sam, you can leave that shit in there, yo, because we're just like getting our minds right. Okay, so, hey, so I'm going to say what the pit is. Um, The pit is the opposite of libations. The pit is where we throw motherfuckers that try to steal our black joy, who try to, I guess, rain on our parade, who try to fucking, basically all the misogynoirists <laughs> go in the fucking pit. Mm-hmm. With Lena Dun- Lena Dunham, 
What's that other person who's in there? Don Lemon. Lemon. Don Lemon. Lemon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. That's the pit. Okay. Cool. Yes. So this week we're throwing somebody in the pit that we know. Yep. Personally. Yep. Um. This- <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> you make me laugh. You laugh. Usually we throw um, strangers in the pit uh, or we'll throw people in the pit like that we know who have like, who we're enemies with now or some shit or whatever. I've only um, done that once. Or twice or three times. I don't know. Okay. But, um, or we'll throw, we'll throw people in the pit who we know, but we'll keep them anonymous. But this time we're throwing somebody in the pit that we know, and we're not going to keep it anonymous because I feel like as black women, people expect to be able to erase us and for us not to say anything because we don't want to be perceived as angry black women or because when you are working in entertainment or in corporate spaces and people, um, screw you, you're just supposed to be quiet about it because you don't want you don't blacklisted want to be blacklisted like right exactly you don't want somebody to leverage their power against you yep. or you don't want to fucking make other people uncomfortable with working with you but as black women i feel like if we don't talk about the erasure and the shit that happens to us nobody else will and if we don't call out what's happening, it's just going to continue. It might continue after we talk it about gonna it It is going to continue, but, what, but what's going to happen is that they'll eventually learn to keep our names out their mouth. Yeah. And other motherfuckers who come in contact with this person would know what to, 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 like, right. to expect right. from this motherfucker. Right. Yeah. So we have, I feel like we have always had um, or intended to have or nurture a healthy relationship with Jay of Extraordinary Negroes, mm-hmm. right? You, um, I think we first- You more so than me. Yeah, we first, don't really we first reached out to Jay um, when we did our first Pod in Live NYC. What's, what is this? 2019, right? Yeah. So 2017, we just did our third one. So yeah. 2017 was our first one. And I reached out to POC podcasters. At the time, it was it was- POC podcast, right? Wasn't it? Or, no, no we black. called, right. The first one black. we called the Black Podcast Meetup. The second one we opened it up a little bit more um, to POC podcasters. And then the last one was, was it's always black centric. Yeah. But we, um, the second one, I think we were more, anyway, wh- whatever, whatever. Yeah, I was like, what does that have to do I'm, with I'm anything? Off, I love Live NYC. So I just went on a fucking historical <laughs> We're throwing Jay in a pit. Can no we reason. get to the shit? Right, all right, I'm back. Yeah, so we, invited him to participate in pod and live nyc we liked extraordinary negroes podcast and and by him i mean him and alex all good nice person all good great i have to say my spirit wasn't with it okay all right that's all i gotta say cool 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 cool. nice person so (laughs) we we stayed in touch um all good okay we had talked about he asked me, so for anybody who doesn't know, Pod and Live NYC is the largest black podcast meetup in the world. We do one every year. It's the largest annual black podcast meetup in the world. Yeah. There are podcast meetups that happen all over the world. We want to see it. We love to see it. Yes. There are people of color podcasting, organizing, and doing all types of shit around the world. Yep. We want to see it. We love to see it. Yes. We want to participate in that shit. We want to um, highlight and celebrate that shit. We like working with people who like working with us. We like working with people who are not out to erase us. We like seeing people who maybe they don't want to work with us and they just want to like do like do your own. That's cool too, yo. We're down for all that shit. It's fucking dope and we love it. So anyway, so that's what Pod and Live NYC is and that's our position on like fucking podcast meetups yeah. and mm-hmm. 
yada 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 but the reason i'm I'm gonna we'll get into like some other history but the re- oh and i've been on i've been on extraordinary negroes mm-hmm. twice i enjoyed both of my experiences there mm-hmm. um and different people have had different things to like different observations they made about my appearance there but both times i was on the show i enjoyed it you were great thank you i enjoyed it i had a good time mm-hmm. it was cool um alex is great so <laughs> I don't think I was ever on with with Alex. I know, but he was great. Well, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. So he was great. Yeah, no, Alex, Alex, was great. Is, Alex is always great, and I <laughs> and I enjoyed my experiences there with Jay, and I appreciate being invited on that platform. And the only reason that Jay has not been here is because we interview and speak to black women. The only time we had a man on was like my cousin because we were talking about um like black exploitation yeah superfly and i wanted to have a black man on the show Mm -hmm. but i had to have one that was cousin market is safe cousin marcus is my fucking cousin yeah we're like sync bath cousins so cool but the reason why we're here today is because jay throws like an extraordinary evening which is a podcast event for poc podcasters he's done them both in la and i think that's fantastic he'll do like a um from what I am observing from here, it looks like, like a discussion. Yeah, like a, it'll, it'll be like there'll be networking time, a bit of a turn up situation, perhaps a party or networking or whatever, drinks, food, all that stuff, and then there'll be a panel. The yeah. first year, it looked like there were a lot of panelists um, from like within the podcast industry. They were all people of color, but they they to me seem to be like all corporate um, folks yeah. up there, mm-hmm. or whatever. Which is cool. Like there's still value in that, and it's, there's value in bringing podcasters of color together to meet and fellowship with one another. Yeah, and, I think and that's talk fantastic. about the thing. It's important. It's this really year, important. Yeah, so this year he did it again. But they, they might have both happened this year. I don't remember. So it was either last year or, or like towards the end of last year. And then um, recently he did another one. But anyway, um, this year he had, he wanted to make the panel all women, he said, which is fantastic. And so he had three... I think three women of color talking. Same thing. Dope. Awesome. And I think this one was better because he spoke to not only were they women of color, but they were, I believe, like they had all started independent or whatever. So I thought that was a dope conversation. Mm-hmm. Why are we here today? So what rubbed me super funny about this, and this is a buildup. It's not like I just heard this one thing and got like uncomfortable. But uh, we're here today because... Whenever Jay discusses the events that he does, he routinely talks about no one else does this. No one else is doing this. No one else is organizing stuff like this. I've never seen or been in a room like this before. Have you ever seen this many podcasters of color together? Have you ever like like it's net like no one is doing it anywhere? Like, like he is the you only person. Like you weren't at our fucking pod and live event, right? Like, you weren't trying to fucking be at the second pot and live event. Right. Like, I need you to calm the fuck down with right. your fucking erasure. Because it's, like, on site. Like, I am upset. Yeah. And then it's, like, during the course of, I would say, Jay's relationship with Jay. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never talked to him outside of meeting him that time at Pot and Live NYC. Right. Um, the way that he navigates is something. It's white supremacist. Right. And it's. It's offensive. So, mm-hmm. like, he name drops T with Queen and J any chance he gets, which mm-hmm. is fucking disgusting because you don't call T with Queen and J for any fucking thing else. We mm-hmm. fucking host the fucking largest black podcast meetup, and you don't, we don't need to be invited or anything. Mm-hmm. But, like, if we're in community, like, 
say, hey, I'm doing this or like something, right. some fucking shit. Like, do you have tact? Like, what the mm-hmm. fuck is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. So there's that. Then there's he had a meetup at fucking South by that mm-hmm. was about fucking. I think it was about diversity in podcasting. I don't know if it was or about that like or that. if that's just who who he introduced himself as like a diversity someone who's championing diversity within the podcast space. Yes. Um I just need motherfuckers to stop saying that they do what I do. Mm-hmm. You don't do what I do. Mm-hmm. And it's fine that you don't do what I do, but don't package it as you're doing that and don't right. fucking use my name whatever whatever chance you fucking get. That shit is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um and, and and to be to be more specific, I feel like the language is being used about diversity and championing diversity and shit like that but like you know us within the space and the only time that you mention us is to mention us to other people yeah. you don't like reach out and say oh shit are y'all gonna be at south by i'm doing this meetup come through like i heard about that like by happenstance and shit you know what i'm saying yeah or oh dope i'm working on this or whatever come through or oh fantastic like you I'm, only you only talk about T McQueen and Jay where it seems to benefit you. Yes. Don't use me for your shit. Keep yeah. my fucking name out your mouth. Mm-hmm. Don't say my shit ever again. Mm-hmm. Like dead ass. Like yeah. you don't need me yeah. unless you need me. Like yeah. sh- like shut up. Stop saying our name. Stop fucking being with other podcasting apps or whatever people and when they happen to say to you with queen and jay it's like oh i know them or blah 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 blah, blah. i don't I, if i meet another motherfucker quotations in the industry that's mm-hmm. like oh jay oh jay said he knows you, you don't fucking know me you right. don't know me you don't know my work you don't know what the fuck we do because if you did you wouldn't move the way you moved with me because you would know that would be a fucking problem right like the other the other piece of it that's like disturbing like we work in community with mad people so there are people who will come up and be like oh yeah i know so and so yeah they're fantastic yeah Mm -hmm. and we we have a network of people that we do that with and people who i know that like when when somebody comes to me and says oh yeah i was just talking to um diamond of marsh's plate she said she knew you or whatever or yeah i was just talking to bag ladies i was just talking to inner uprising i was just talking to fucking um Three fifths podcast. Or I was just talking to Rod and Karen, or I was just talking to. I know that if my name came up with those people, I know it's good. I know it's fine, as I know that they would feel the same with me. Mm-hmm. Period. But I know that my name has come up, and the way that I have heard Jay use my name, it's no guarantee that what he said is of any edification to me. Whatever he says, I feel about me is gonna be to elevate whatever his position is. Okay, I've listened. Yeah, I've listened gross. to Jay. I've listened to him on a podcast where a woman on the podcast was saying how much she liked us or she was about to right they were yeah. like oh mention like shit that you're checking for and she was like oh t with queen and j podcast because and before she could even get it out she was like he was like oh yeah i've loved watching them grow and i just text jay the other day to send her some thug them. motivation for, for her, her live show. show and so then i'm thinking did this nigga text me so he could say that he texted me of course he did like i hadn't heard from He's you outside did you, did you text me to say that you text me and you talking about you you have talked about and position yourself like your goal is to uplift and censor black women. It was a whole entire black woman in front of you speaking. who was speaking and getting ready to say something about other black about women. other black women, and you cut her off to insert yourself in that story. You cut her off to tell her to tell everyone that you text me to give me thug motivation and that you have enjoyed watching us grow, which to me sounds mad fucking 
patronizing and like it doesn't it doesn't like you're belittling what we do first yeah, of all instead our podcast of like started before yours so that's there's that and our podcast is still here where the fuck is yours that's yeah. another thing you don't podcast anymore but you're going around teaching in quotations or be, feel like you're the guru of podcasting you don't do that shit and by your terms of how you measure success you were not successful at that shit so shut the fuck up like what are you doing nothing but getting on my fucking nerves like it's crazy and the reason why we're throwing the pit and we have to say this shit is because this motherfucker doesn't even know what he's doing he doesn't right. realize how vile and fucking violent he's being to black women because right. nobody's fucking saying shit to him because we are told to like be quiet mm-hmm. and don't be angry and you don't want to seem and like an angry do, black and woman. it's a black man and, and, and respect the black right. man and da, 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 da. fuck all of that, or that shit or that you're gonna look like a hater or look jealous or whatever fuck that shit the, the jealous other, or what the other piece of this the other piece of this is okay well why didn't y'all just talk to him like one on one I don't know him like that so why for what yeah, so I I feel because of the way that I have I feel like Jay has been like moving. I don't feel safe, honestly. I don't oh. feel safe. I don't mm-hmm. feel like I can say, "Hey, you know, you have been doing this thing and it's making me uncomfortable, and I need you to st- I need you to stop it." Like I don't feel like we have that kind of rapport. I feel like he has been going around publicly saying that no one else is doing no one else in the space is doing this work no one else is doing this is public erasure and to me that doesn't feel like something that should be like i because you have should do it that you should do in private you have been publicly erasing me and why do i correct this in private and i watched him do this to another black woman i watched him he did something with black speculative arts movement he hosted a panel with uh, there was another black woman who was organizing that, and Maya Crown. Yes, I, f- I forget her last name, but Crown. People yes. refer to her as Crown. She was organizing that at the time, and he was welcome to host a panel with a bunch of people, yes. like film people, industry people, or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was invited to moderate that panel. He might have he moderates the panel. Black speculative arts movement in L.A. happened to be the same weekend as BET BT. weekend. Yes, he posts a picture of him with the panel from Black speculative arts movement from this thing that this black woman organized. Yes, and the tagline, the caption of the photo is BET weekend. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. So you erase the fact that you were at this black woman's organized hosted event yeah you don't tag it you don't acknowledge it but you found you found a way and a reason to tag and highlight that you to make it seem like you weren't at btv and you and so you didn't credit you erased the and i won't even say i'm not i'm not gonna go into like the details behind how that even happened Mm -hmm. i don't know i wasn't there i I was told one story but that's whatever that is is whatever that is Mm -hmm. what we do know is that you were at black speculative arts movement that panel was a panel for black speculative art movement it was not a panel for BET. right and you tagged it as BET weekend which is fine sure no it's not fine well it's not it's not fine it's not fine at all but it let's pretend it was during BET weekend and you want to be in the mix okay you're not gonna tag that you were at this black woman's event that you might that you were there because of her yeah that you were invited there because of her because you asked her to be there yeah you know what i'm saying they Um, asked her to be there that she said that he asked her to be there i wasn't there that might not be the story Mm -hmm. okay so i don't know what we do know for fact they weren't at that that's where he was and that's where that photo was taken yeah and say her name yo credit black women if that's you walking around and listen to black women 
t-shirts trust black women and shit like that it has to be more than uh talking it has to be an action it has to be a practice and i want to feel i don't want to feel like you only act on it and you only practice it when it is corporately um valuable and beneficial to you and your pockets and and the look and you're positioning yourself as the diversity expert as the inclusion expert when i know you personally and i feel like you routinely erase me and black women that i know yeah and it's not okay and i feel like if we were a huge brand and he thought that people would be offended people who mattered would be offended by him erasing us he wouldn't do it i feel like if we were quote unquote we a huge brand or corporate or co-signed by, by whiteness there's no way that you would walk around and not mention pot and live nyc or if not mention us do not walk around talking about no one else is doing this in the space no one does this no one does this no one does this no one does yeah. this that's that's not how you build community it's not the that's truth. how you break bonds <laughs> it's not the truth it's 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 very um it's very whack and and washed and it's washed i feel like we have a better relationship than this like erasure like bullshit i'm just tired i'm just tired of seeing it i'm tired of seeing it and it's this is bigger than like Jay, this is a thing. It's, this is a, it's, an, this is a reoccurring thing for yes, us, actually. And yes, like with this yes. person, we're just this, uh, we're at a breaking point with this yeah. particular person. But this is a reoccurring thing with this person and also other black men in this space. Right. And like it's it's nah, it's we're not tired. going for that shit. It's, it's tired. tired. We're not it's going tired. for that shit. And every time it happens, I'm gonna call it out. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna fucking erase me. You're not gonna fucking erase our work. You're not gonna fucking erase what we do. Like you literally say Janicia. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like he right. knows you. Mm-hmm. And you don't fucking like ooh, I wanna fight him. Like, right. are you fucking serious? Mm-hmm. Like, decide when you're gonna keep our name out your mouth. And when you're gonna fucking not erase us, figure that shit out, like dead ass, figure it out, mm-hmm. cause you out here looking fucking ridiculous. Right. You're looking like a white man. Mm-hmm. And like you could stop. Like this doesn't have to continue. We don't have to be like arch enemies for life. You could like just like stop doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? They're not. It doesn't benefit them. Oh no, no, not it doesn't stop. benefit them. I just want to make it clear that there's an opportunity. There's opportunity here for you to like stop doing that shit and like. There's space. There's space for that if you yeah. create it and if you make that a thing. But I feel like it's very popular right now for um, to be woke for a check. It's very popular right now to put black women in your fucking Twitter bios yep. and your fucking Twitter yep. handle yep. and your fucking Instagram descriptions. It's, it's very cute. That's very cute. It's very nice. You fuck with us, but do you fuck with us? Right. But like then like what what are you what are you doing? Nothing. Are you, right. Are you sitting on and, and I'm talking about just niggas that do this now in general because mm-hmm. we we watch this happen in the media in space a lot. Yep. Are you sitting there in a listen to black women t-shirt talking over black women? Cutting them off. It like what what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? Are you sitting? Are you of, sitting on your black women while they're talking about stuff about black women? About black women. Like what? Right. Are you sitting on your morning radio show, fucking highlighting black women allegedly, but only highlighting black women that are respectable enough for you? Yeah. And then talking about fucking sucking farts out people's butts and and disrespecting people who and are in And if you were space. skinny, you 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 wouldn't look cute. Like just stupid ridiculous shit. Ridiculous shit. Like ridiculous. Come the fuck like, correct. Stop it stop everybody fucking stop it but um but yeah it was important to me and and i i it's not my instinct to um 
quote unquote call out like in this way that's not my nature but i do feel like it's a part my, of it is mine right but, I, but I, honestly i feel like a part of my mm-hmm. a part of it a part of the reason why it's not my nature is because we have been trained to be silent and i really do believe that when black women like are silent i really it's a it's a detriment to us like it we is. suffer we've been taught to be silent to protect motherfuckers it to is. protect our image Mm-mm. and to not seem angry Fuck and to not they're gonna thank you angry anyway right. they're gonna thank you crazy anyways right. sorry for the ableist word all of that shit that you're gonna you're trying to avoid them to think they're gonna think that shit anyway yeah. that's why i lean into that shit you're gonna think that shit anyway i could literally sit and be fucking quiet mm-hmm. and people are like what's wrong with you i'm fucking quiet like yeah. leave me the fuck alone it doesn't matter just lean into that shit if you mm-hmm. feel something and somebody's fucking with you lean into that shit and don't be silent about that right. shit because they're gonna fucking feel those things about you anyway mm-hmm. like i literally be at work quiet not now anymore because it's a different um ed but like because i was didn't want to talk to her it was like oh you're past aggressive no bitch i just don't like you so yeah. i'm not gonna talk to you yeah. like i don't gotta talk to you you know just shit mm-hmm. like that and it's mm-hmm. just like they're gonna they're gonna label you shit anyway all yeah. the time all day every day fuck it yeah Whatever. and then i think honestly i feel like some of us have been so gaslit that we gaslight ourselves some of us be like wait is this really happening to mm-hmm. me yeah you know yeah. like am i really being erased am i really being hurt right now but i've routinely it's not just this one time i have routinely heard this person say no one else in the space is doing it and i know that we are black women in the space that are creating space for other black podcasters we know other black women in the space yeah who work to create yep. space for other black women podcast black podcasters we know other his people fucking, of color his fucking who do this stupid show that don't exist anymore is on podcast and color like there that's an online space doing that right. but there's lots of spaces mm-hmm. where people are bringing people of color and podcasting together what the fuck do you mean You've never seen anything like it's this. It's disrespectful. It's it's really makes no sense. It's odd. You, you you're using black women things, mm-hmm. and then saying you've never seen this exist. You use the model. Yo, you you, you need to get your teeth slapped out your fucking mouth, mm-hmm. like, cause that's fucking disrespectful as fuck. Like, mm-hmm. ugh, gross. Yeah. I don't believe in violence. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but nah he makes me feel really really violent I do believe in violence but mm-hmm. he makes me I'm like angry right now yeah like it, just, it just it just makes me um, it's just disappointing it's disappointing it makes me uncomfortable and I want to work in community with people I don't I don't what we do is serious and we take what we do seriously and just because I don't have 400 like corporate sponsors at my shit doesn't mean that it's not fucking important and so when you stand in a room full of podcasters of color and say that no one else is doing this like that's not okay and the thing that hurts me about that when you talk about the corporate sponsors all of us i'm talking about even like independent like we've had access to all of those things too. Right. We choose what we want to be in our space. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like for him to not think, and I don't know what he's thinking, but I feel like I know what he's thinking that mm-hmm. he's doing something different because these corporate spaces are there. Like, mm-hmm. you think we didn't have conversations with people? You think right. we don't have the access to people that you have access to? Mm-hmm. We do. Why? Because we're in the fucking business. Why wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just annoying and. Right now, my spirit says on site 
and maybe yeah. tomorrow my spirit will say something else but that is where i'm at with that yeah i just want to make sure i've said everything so i don't have to say it again because I, I just i just honestly i just wanted to stop and i would love to be able to move on from this as a thing that's not happening anymore thug motivation yeah that was what? weird it was weird when does jay when does jay ever get motivation for you when do you ever motivate jay what the fuck has jay my jay janicia yeah. ever needed you for like on some real shit these are real questions when when have you provided something for janicia or tea with queen and jay never so shut the fuck up i don't get it what what irked me more the, than the fact that he was saying that because first of all you would never say that about a dude because you don't like because a dude could fuck him up yeah like there there'd be no i mean we could fuck him up but i know that i'm just saying there'd be a different it's a different mentality you just don't talk about (laughs) yeah you just don't talk about other people in your industry that way that's that's just it's really strange but what irritated me more was that he cut off a black woman who was about to say yeah i remember that i remember that i listened to it to insert himself into our story so that 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 type of thing is what makes me uncomfortable is that i've heard i've heard what you do with my name in your mouth and so when i hear from other corporate entities that oh yeah um that jay shit. mentioned jay you or mentioned whatever you. like that like, that makes what? me really uncomfortable because i don't the last time i heard you say something about me it was to serve yourself it wasn't to celebrate me it was to position yourself a certain way and and i heard you and you did that publicly so i just wonder in private when you're talking to people what are you saying and you you could be saying amazing things but this is why i'm uncomfortable because you operated in white supremacy in public and so god only knows what you do in private so i don't know but um you can you can thrive in what you do and continue to thrive and you are thriving like you can't i guess i don't know you can do all that without disregarding diminishing and dismissing the work of other black folks yeah i hope you learn that um, like one day space like there are there there's there's ways there's enough for everybody we say it all the fucking time on this show there is enough for everybody and stop subscribing to the scarcity model and think that you can be the only one me and jay say all the time that we're the biggest podcast meetup in the world do we want to always be we want we want shit to pop we want everybody to have the shit that's mm-hmm. not what we about mm-hmm. it's not about you not doing that we don't right. care that you have one right. but what came the problem was when you erased us from what mm-hmm. we do because you know what we do and your ass was begging to be at what we do so i need you to calm down with that shit mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's really dismissive and it's and it's a white thing to say because you don't you don't know what niggas is doing, you don't know who else is doing that. They don't care what niggas is doing because yeah, niggas is niggas and fuck niggas. That's true. All right, I'm done with this. Yeah, I think um, we did a show. We did a motherfucking show. So be sure to follow us on the social media. We are on Instagram and Twitter at T with QJ. We are also on Facebook and Tumblr. Just search for us there. Be sure to also send us T mail, T mail, T mail, T mail, um, to T with Queen and J at gmail.com. You can send us donations at our website, T with Queen and J dot com. Hit that donation tab and give us some of your money. Make sure to rate and review and all of those other ways that you can monetarily donate to T with Queen and J. Right. I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. I'll You're going to be at, yeah. Yeah, I'll be at Blurred City Con, not to be confused at Blurred Con, which is the same weekend. I will not be at Blurred Con this year. 
I'll be at Blurred City Con in Brooklyn. Um, so yeah, the link to that will be in the show notes. I'll be there on the Sunday at 1 p.m. doing a panel on indie artists, indie comic artists. So mystery, something niche. Check us out. No, it's 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 supposed to be. I, I think it's supposed to be like. Is it niche or is it an umbrella? It just sounds really well. Look, I'm a, I'm an outsider. It seems really we, specific. Yeah, we're gonna work it out. I didn't name the panel. We're gonna work it out. We're gonna figure it out. It's gonna mm. be dope. But um, come and check that shit out. That's it, yo. July is is nice and like easy so far. Sunny with the beginning, right? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Only the beginning. Let's get into hashtag Black Lives Matter. Stop killing trans women. Say her name, yo. Credit that Say bitch. Say her, her name. name or keep her name out your fucking mouth. Do that. Pick you, one. Yes. Listen Pick one. to black women. Yes. It's an active practice. It's not just a slogan. Pay black women. Hire black women. Credit black women. Oh God. Disability too white. Film this. Mm-hmm. Film this. Spoonie chat. Chronic loaf. Is that the hashtag, May? Let us know if that's yeah. the chronic. Yeah, chronic loaf. Check out that hashtag. Mm-hmm. Hashtag unpack BG. Hashtag bag ladies. Hashtag queer walk. Hashtag queer walk pod. Hashtag inner hole uprising. Hashtag Marsha's plate. plate. Hashtag sexually liberated woman. Hashtag Miss Vixen. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag T with QJ. Hey. This podcast was created hosted and produced by a black girl named Janicia and a black girl named Naima with editorial support by a black girl named Sam Riddell. Also with production support from a black person named Ameka. Hey, Ameka. Hey. Hey. Uh, Team with Queen and Jay, where we turn up responsibly and shit. Bye. Bye. Hi, this is Miss Major. I uh, am doing this because I wanted my guys and girls to understand that um, I have some issues over this day of visibility for us as trans people. I really don't understand why we need a day of visibility since for most of us, especially black girls, we are as visible as we need to be. Our visibility is getting us killed, you know, so it's not that we need to be visible. I think the thing is that the people who care about us, who are involved in our lives and who know us, they're the people who need to become more visible. They need to acknowledge that we exist, claim and show that they support us. And the best way to do that is talk about us in a positive light on our day of visibility. Let people know that you know and like and appreciate and enjoy the company of a transgender person, transgender man, transgender woman. You know, people need to understand that it's not just about us as trans people. It's about the people in our lives. It's about the people who support us. They need to stop supporting us from the shadows, step out into the light and say, I appreciate, acknowledge, and like transgender people. And transgender people need to live, be appreciated, be enjoyed, and be left alone to live our lives, pursue our dreams, and be the best people that we can be on our fucking own. You know what I mean? So you want us to have a day of visibility? Visibilize this shit. I like transgender people. Tell a transgender person that you appreciate them. Acknowledge that you like it in public to your friends, to your coworkers, to your damn family. Don't keep us in the dark, on the side, in some little secret place in your mind. Step out, acknowledge who we are to you, and appreciate us like that. Thank you.